What's up, everybody? Welcome back to more Shooting the Schmidt. And the original plan for today was just for me to have my boy Colts on. We were going to discuss, you know, our NFL over-unders, our different picks, and things like that. We did the same thing last year. But the Patriots had to go and break some major news. So the Cam, excuse me, the Patriots have released Cam Newton, which officially begins the Mac Jones era. And when this news broke today at about 10 o'clock, I, everybody was stunned. I don't think anybody was really expecting for the Patriots to release Cam Newton. A lot of people were expecting for Cam Newton to be the starter. So I went to Twitter, like every other sports fan, tweeted out so- something along the lines of, man, I expected Mac Jones to be the starter, but nobody expected this, right? And I began thinking, this makes perfect sense, okay? Cam Newton cannot be a backup, okay? Just like Tim Tebow cannot be a backup. Johnny Manziel cannot be a backup. Baker Mayfield cannot be a backup. They just attract way too much attention, right? And especially when you're with an organization like the Patriots where you want as little attention as possible. You don't want a lot of media all up in your business, you know? They just they want to be quiet. They don't want any noise. And that's just what a lot of Cam Newton is. He's a lot of noise. I don't think that's on purpose. I think part of it just comes with him being the number one overall pick and him just being the icon that he is, right? So not not Cam Newton's fault when it comes to him being an icon, but he just he can't be a backup, okay? Especially in a place like New England who wants to keep things on the DL. Now, he could go be a backup in a place like Dallas where Jerry Jones loves to be in the media, which is exactly where... Like, that's, that's where I think he'll end up. He's got to get vaccinated first. I think that also has played a role in this. You know, he's missed time this year. He missed time last year. And look, when you're a fringe starter, which is what Cam Newton has become, you have to do everything perfect in order to keep that starting role. And him not getting vaccinated, you know, with the way that, you know, COVID NFL rules are and things like that, I mean, he's going to miss, you know, 14 days if he gets exposed to COVID during the season. And, Look, when you're competing, you know, for what probably is going to be a wild card spot if you're New England, you can't have your starting quarterback miss two weeks. You just you can't do that. That's not a recipe for for success if your starting quarterback misses two games. So yeah, I do not blame the Patriots at all for cutting him. Am I surprised? Yes, but at the end of the day, this makes a lot of sense. And yeah, so I just wanted to hop on here before Colt came on and say that. So. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, Colt will be with me to do our NFL over-unders for this upcoming season. And we're back with more shooting the Schmidt, and I'm so excited. I love doing this. This was a lot of fun last year. The main man, Colt, is here in Zoom form. We're not in person this year. It's good to be back, looking at you at a screen rather than next to you like we normally do. I know. You, you like my, my football background? I think it's pretty cool. I, I love that you pulled out the... <laughs> All the stops there. You can see the watermark still on it from wherever you took it from. That's right. Real professional yes. <laughs> We're tr- that's that's my watermark logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so real quick before we get into our over unders, what are your thoughts on Cam Newton being released by the Patriots? Uh, I mean, it, it was surprising when I first saw it, um, but after I kind of thought about it for a little bit, I, I feel like it makes sense, right? Because okay, you make the decision you want to go with Mac Jones. People love Cam in that locker room. And so if you decide, hey, we want to go with Mac, if you keep Cam around and Mac struggles, right? I feel like you have guys on that team that are kind of starting, hey, man, why why aren't we going with Cam or why isn't Cam playing? And that really undercuts 
trying to have, you know, if you've already made the decision to go with the rookie, then you have to, to do that and you have to stick with them. And so I get it why, why you release him. Um, I do think it makes sense. I think, you know, also that he's Cam's making a little more money than I think people might think he's making. Um, and so freeing that up a little bit, but like I said, surprising when you first see it, but I get it rolling with Mac, like just get things started. I've never really understood like what the bears are doing, you know, saying, no, we're going to roll with Andy Dalton for what, four weeks before you go, Justin Fields. Like I, I just, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. So if you know, you want to go with, with the rookie, then go with the rookie and let him get going. Totally agree. You don't want to repeat of what happened in Miami last year where you're flipping back and forth between quarterbacks, even though I don't think Belichick Belichick isn't one to do that. He's going to pick his guy. I think you'd have fans calling for Cam Newton if things weren't going according to plan. And look, like Cam Newton, like he's too polarizing of a figure to be a backup. You know, just like Tim Tebow can't be a backup quarterback, Baker Mayfield couldn't be a backup quarterback, Johnny Menzel couldn't be a backup quarterback, just because those guys are they're just these iconic figures. So I think it's tough for guys like that to be. Yeah, and I, I understand. I do feel better for Kim because I don't think that's Kim's fault. Like, I don't think he's a problem. Oh, it's not. In, in the locker room or anything like that. It's just because I think his teammates and other people in the building like him so much, it's hard to have him there if you're not going to go with him, especially if you're having a rookie quarterback who maybe struggles early on, which he's probably going to. He's a rookie. And that just really undercuts uh, Mac if you, if you have Cam in the building. Yep, totally agree. All right. Over-unders. I'm so excited, dude. So we're going to start in the the AFC. So before we get rolling, I just want to say last year you and I did this. We both did pretty well. Like, I don't remember what our, I won. Our, our, you, you won, but both of us were, were well over 500. I mean, both of us, we were, were. if we would have bet on these, would have made pretty, pretty good money on this. As yeah. I went through it this year, you may be different, but I found that one, it was a lot harder. That's much harder. I have a built-in excuse because if anything goes wrong, I'm just blaming it on the 17 game schedule. I didn't. I didn't. That's right. I feel like the locks are easy. I feel like like I had four. I had four locks, and I had to pick between them. And but yeah, dude, I feel really good. Well, some of these I feel really good about. But yeah, the the 17th game makes it so much tougher. And I'm excited though. I, I think it's going to be good. So we're going to start in the AFC, right? Yep. Okay, all right. Um, any certain division that, that you want to start with? I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll follow your lead. Although I do want to ask, before we get started, for, for the listeners, you're, you're professional at this. What, what's your process as you go through this? How like Take me through what, yeah. how you think through, man. Are you going over and under on these teams? So what I, this is what I did. I wouldn't call myself a, a professional. We've, we've done this like once. <laughs> so I did like a, a gut feeling, right? So I went through every single team and just looked at the number and was like, over, under, this is kind of where I'm at. And then from there, I went through each team's schedule, basically. And I was like, all right, like Buffalo Bills, you know, the, the number's 10 and a half. The, these are the teams that, that they're playing. I think they'll beat Miami twice. I think they'll split with the Patriots. I think they'll beat the Jets twice. That's five wins right there. Do I think that they can win six more? Yeah, probably. So that's kind of how how I worked through that. So doing the NFC East was hard because that division is so bad. I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm pretty much the same way. Like I listed every team out and I wrote their numbers next to them, and I just went through and like if there's any teams that I just felt hey just gut feeling over under, and I got through about half that I was like feel good about just gut feeling on this, and then the next half I kind of went through and was like okay what's their division, what's their schedule all that kind of stuff. And there was one division in particular, we'll talk about it a little bit later, that 
we're gonna we're gonna have to talk through some stuff because I just okay. have no idea. But we'll get there later. All right, well, we can start with with the AFC East. So Buffalo Bills are the favorite to win the division. They're over under set at ten and a half. I went over. You know, I think this is probably the second best team in the AFC. They're probably going to get the two seed. So I feel like in a seventeen game season, it's going to be hard for the two seed to only win eleven games. So I definitely, and looking at their schedule too, I think I had them winning somewhere around thirteen or fourteen games. Like this is going to be a really good team. This was probably the easiest one for me of every single team on this list. Like when I saw the ten and a half. I was really surprised. I mean, they they won 13 games last year. We're adding an extra game this season. Like they're not surely not. Now you know the, the question is is the quarterback and he had this great leap last year. And so is that sustainable? Or are we going to come? Is he going to come back a little bit? I don't know. But yeah, for me, the Bills was an easy easy over, especially when you look at some of the numbers in the rest of the division and how close they are to the Bills. It's like I don't I don't understand this at all. So yeah, for me. Oh yeah. For sure. So, is is this your first lock? The, the way you're talking. Well, 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 let's let's come back to locks at the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I think I'm still trying to make my mind up on some of my as we go. That's fair. That's fair. So I listed all mine in alphabetical order. So I gotta like scroll through and find the next team. <laughs> the, the Dolphins. Here you go. I got them. All right. So the Dolphins are set at nine and a half. I took the over here as well. They won 10 games last year in a 16-game schedule. You're not in your head. Look, let's be honest. If you've listened to me at all, you, you, know, I, you know I was taking the over here. They won 10 games last year on, on, in, on a 16-game schedule. Two has looked good in the preseason. Outside, outside of the one ball he threw against the Bears late over the middle that ended up being a pick. Look, Brian Flores in the defense, that's good enough to win you eight games right there. You know, Surely, you know, they'll, they'll win three more. So I, I like Miami to go over. I don't see how they get worse. And look, they had some good turnover luck last year and like they had a lot of interceptions and some of that's kind of, uh, it's not really sticky as much. And so they're probably going to come back more to the average this year, but everything was designed for Tua to fail last year. Like if you had to put him in a, in a situation and said, how can we make Tua look as bad as possible? It's pretty much the Dolphins did, right? Because they bring in an offensive yeah. coordinator who had worked with Fitzpatrick, who designed an offense to work for Fitzpatrick. And then in the middle of the season, we're just like, oh, we're just going to go to Tua, who is coming off of a horrible hip injury, who had no offseason, who didn't have the training camp because of COVID stuff, was doing everything virtual. Like everyone talking about, it, I think you and I are, you know, I think it's coming around a little bit with some people being more Tua positive. But I think last year, especially, I felt like you and I were the only two screaming into the void that don't give up on Tua yet. And as I was yeah. thinking about this, and I heard this from somebody, the conversation that's happening right now about two is the conversation we were having about Lamar, Lamar's first year as a starter, because it comes in halfway through the year for an offense that was designed for Joe Flacco. And he didn't look great. Like he, he didn't. And, and we'd had questions kind of before. And so it's like, Oh, I don't know about Lamar. And then he goes crazy and wins the MVP. Now I'm not saying two is going to do that, but yeah. Yeah. Kind of look at some of the situation about, okay, stuff is designed for him now. And he had a full off season with, the starters and getting number one reps and coming back from this injury. I, I think he really takes a step forward. If he takes a step forward, especially with the addition of Waddle and what he's going to bring, I don't understand how and this will Fuller. Fuller and will Fuller for the six games that he plays before he gets hurt. Like, I, I don't understand how <laughs> this team doesn't get to 10 wins. Totally agree. The Patriots are also set at nine and a half and I had him over before the Cam Newton note. Cam Newton news broke today. You know what? Look, man, I'm I'm not gonna bet against Belichick. 
I'm I'm gonna take them to win ten games. Like you know that the the defense is gonna be good. They're gonna run the ball. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna make Mac Jones make any crazy plays. You know they're gonna get two free wins against the Jets. I'm I'm gonna take the over at nine and a half. I really didn't know what to do with it because this one's, this hard. one's hard. It's hard, and I was kind of like you. I was like, "Oh, we're going with the rookie. All right, so they're going to struggle early." But like Cam was bad last year. Like, are we sure he was Mac Jones is going to be a, a step down from where Cam was? Cam had five passing touchdowns until the last game of the season. Like, he yeah, was yeah. not good. And they 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 spent money like they've never spent money. They bring in people, and they probably overpaid for people, but they did get some influx of talent. It is Bill Belichick. I actually wrote the under on them at first, and now as I'm looking at it, I'm like, I can't. Like, am I really? Am I really gonna pick the you, under for Belichick? <sighs> are you gonna pick Belichick to go like 500 two years in a row, or, or, or under 500? 500. <laughs> no, nine wins is not over under 500. Nine, I know, nine wins but, is over 500. But look, if, if you're picking the under on nine and a half, then you're probably not betting on them to only win nine games. You're probably betting on them to win like seven or eight. I'm going under. I'm going to stick with it. I hate Man. myself for this, and I'm going to hate it all yeah. year long. That one's going to bite you, but that's okay. That's fine. Uh, the New York Jets at six and a half. I'm going to take the under. R- rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. You know, there's a little bit of talent there, but not not a ton. It's a tough division. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, me too. Under under on them, and I feel fairly good about that one. I I feel good about that one too. We're where do you want to go next? Uh, we could go AFC North. That that's going to be fun division. Baltimore Ravens at ten and a half. I think that's an easy over. You want to take the under? I'm taking the under. Really? Okay. Why? Honestly, okay. So last year they they were an eleven win team. All right. So we add an extra game. I, and and they had offensive line struggles last year. And we've talked about that. Honestly, I don't, I don't know if this is a a questioning of what we've seen in the playoffs from them, and that's probably not fair to to question that because I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm definitely not somebody that's going to try to put that on the more. But with Baltimore, and and really this isn't a division thing because there's not a lot of other teams I love in that division. I do like the Browns, but yeah, I just think they take a step back. I think that you know they've kind of had this forward progression it feels like for years now and eventually that has to come to an end or 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 stagnate and so for me i think they i think they're still a good team i think you know they get to nine or ten wins yeah yeah. but no i'm I'm taking the under on them wow okay i just they have the most dynamic player in football arguably with lamar jackson you know the defense is going to be solid i just the division i don't I don't think it's that good either. Like I think, at a minimum, they're going to be the, the the second best team there. It's going to be them or or Cleveland. I just I don't know, man. I I really like the over here. We'll we'll see though. Uh, part of it too is like the the running game is so important for them, and you have the guy that you're expecting to be the number one guy goes down. And look, they they have guys that they can plug in. You know. There's still guys that that read led the team in rushing the past couple of years that are still there, but I do think that losing a running back and losing a starting running back hurts the Ravens more than it probably hurts any other team in the NFL because of how important yeah, that position is. That's true. 
Did you did you hear the stat the other day on the 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 Bill Simmons podcast where the Ravens have had a different guy lead them in rushing every year since 2014 or something insane like that? Like it's it's plug and play. I feel like a lot of the run game is dependent on Lamar Jackson. And like as long as he's there and he's the one pulling the ball, I think I think they'll be fine. And this might be something where you know similar to why I was so down on the 49ers last year was kind of some of the injury stuff that they had happened where they, I was kind of expecting them to have a bad injury year, which they did. And, you know, if, if Lamar goes down, like they, you, oh, not down. yeah, it's not, yeah, it's and, not and he might not because not he's done a good job of protecting himself and not really having injuries. And so, you know, I'm not like banking this pick on a Lamar injury and I hope he doesn't get hurt, but I do think that maybe losing that quarterback probably hurts them, you know, in a very significant way to, to get them on the under. Yeah, t- totally agree. Uh, we we can do the Browns next. Ten and a half. I'm gonna take the under. I just I feel like kind of like you do with the Ravens. I just feel like there's one team that everybody's expecting to play really well that isn't going to. There's always the one team that just doesn't meet the the expectations. And I just it's the Browns, and I feel like there's any team in football that's gonna not meet expectations. It's going to be the Browns, and you know this is one that I don't feel good about at all. I just, I just don't know what it is. I just can't trust the the Cleveland Browns. It's not a Baker thing, which if you listen to me, then you know I'm not Baker's biggest fan. But he's, you know, a good quarterback. I'm still not sold on the defense outside of Miles Garrett. I still think that the secondary has some things that it needs to prove. Grant Delpit is back this year. I know he was hurt at safety last year. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on the Cleveland Browns. Secondary. See, this is where we flip. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm on the over with the Browns. So, you you bring Odell back, and I do think that's a big addition to the receiving core. Now, there have been talk about maybe he was the problem, and Baker trying to force it. I think Baker's established now that he doesn't really have to worry about upsetting people. He's the guy. I don't think the Browns are the Browns anymore in the way we talk about them. I really like the coach. I think Stefanski has done a really great job of kind of turning that organization and what it means to be a Brown. And so. I don't see them taking a step back this year for sure, which is that they would have to do to hit this under a pretty, a decent step back to hit this under. And so for me, especially because I see the Ravens taking a step back, you know, you either have to get kind of be up or down on one of them. For me, I, I feel very, yeah. very comfortable about, about the Browns. Okay. That's fair. Like I said, this is one I don't feel good about at all, but we'll, we'll see the Bengals. What are you thinking there? I I'm taking the under. I I didn't really know what to do. I I they're tough. They're tough. Jamar Chase, Chase has looked terrible. terrible. He has, but oftentimes, really, until like last year, rookie receivers always look bad. Like it just takes a little while for rookie receivers, and then Justin Jefferson yeah. did Justin Jefferson things, and so that's maybe out the window <laughs> now. But the Bengals were a pretty decent team before Burrow went down, considering obviously yeah. what we thought they were going to be. And so if you have him back for a full year, I mean, the Bengals ended, what, at four wins last year? And so, I believe so one, yeah. we're asking them to go three more wins. You get an extra game. You get a full season of Burrow. You get another addition to the receiving talent that you have to worry about in there. Now, the question is, their offensive line is bad, and I don't know it is bad. coach. And so – I'm not sold on Zach Taylor either, yeah. And I just I, – I can't take the over. I, I got to take the under. So – I'm I'm taking the over. I kind of did some work, at least on the AFC side, to make sure I was fairly balanced on how many overs and unders I had. And so, 
you know, there, there's going to be some where it's like, I don't really love this, but I'm, I'm going to go. Someone has to go over. Okay. So the Steelers and they're set at eight and a half. So I'm taking the over Mike Tomlin. Okay. This is like one of like two or three teams. I didn't even look at schedule. I just saw eight and a half and the stat of Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season popped into my head. And I was like, I'm taking the over. So yeah, it's pretty much the same way. Like I think big Ben is bad. I think there's a lot of this about this team that I don't like, but it's my timeline. And other than maybe Bill, right. Like that's a, that's a, a thing that you trust. And so take the over kind of just close my eyes, whatever. I don't like this team. I don't like most of the people on the team, but sure. We'll go with the over. So we'll go we'll go AFC South next. We'll save the AFC West for last because that is a really intriguing division. So AFC South, we can start with the Colts. So I've got them. I've got them at the over right now, but I'm willing to be persuaded. So I'm going to let you go first. So here's why you should take the <laughs> Uh, okay. One, okay. their the their hope and savior at quarterback was Carson Wentz, who we have anybody who's listened to more than thirty seconds of us knows our stances on that. I do not like him. John loves him for some weird reason, and so you bring in this guy, and look, I get it. He's had he had a good one, good year. Well, like three quarters of a year with Frank Reich before he got hurt, and so that's what we're going to base all of this on of why they, we think they're going to be good. He was not good last year. He was bad. He got benched he for Jalen Hurts, who we don't think is super great. He comes in, he he breaks his foot. That's going to be a problem. And so maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't. We're still not really sure on timetable. And if he does come back, even what the health is on that, not going to be great. T.Y. Hilton, number one receiver, not a very good number one receiver, also has injury problems and isn't really going to be there. They are on their third string tackle to start because they bring in Eric Fisher, who they knew wasn't going to be ready for the beginning of the year. And so the guy who was going to be their backup, who's going to start for the first part of the year, he went down. So now they're on the third string tackle on their backup quarterback. They're on their number two receiver. Look, the, the only reason that I almost hesitated with this, because everything pointed it down, is I really, really like Frank Reich. I think he's a really, really good coach. And same, so same. that is the only hesitation for why this maybe isn't an under and the division. The division's not very good. And so that's you might be able to just not, pick up some it's not. from some people in the division that are bad. But everything about this team, I just don't like anything about it other than their head coach and other than division. So I'm going the under. Yeah, you uh, you convinced me. I'm I'm gonna take the under. I just and I was as you were talking, I was thinking back. I'm looking at all. I'm just like having flashbacks in my head of looking at team schedules and seeing the Colts and be like, oh, that's a win. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, so I'm, I'll I'll flip there. I'll I'll take the under on the Colts. Let's go with the the Titans next. They're nine and a half. I thought I thought Vegas had a real shot here to set it at ten and a half and have a whole bunch of people bet the over because you know all the hype with Julio Jones coming in and everything. I I think that they're good enough to win ten games. Like that's going to be a, a really good offense again. But the defense, if they don't hit ten wins, it's going to be because of their defense. Yeah, and, and, and I went over. I'm like you. Um, I don't love the Titans this year, but that division is atrocious, and I think the it is. talent it is. that they have is special. I think losing Arthur Smith is going to hurt a lot. I think he was a very, very yeah. good offensive coordinator, yeah. and we've been predicting the downfall of Derrick Henry for years now, and maybe this is finally the year where he eventually does get worn down, but I'm not going to bet on it. Um, 
And so, yeah, for me, me, either. me either. based on division, based on, you know, I don't think Julio Jones, obviously he's going to add something. I don't think he's going to add a ton. I think he's a little, you know, he's past his prime. He's not the same guy that we think of when we think of that name, but I still think that's an addition. And so, yeah, especially in that division, I have them at the over. Yeah, same. So now we get to talk about two of the most intriguing teams in football for I don't want to say for non-football reasons cuz you know the Jacksonville Jaguars they they are intriguing. They're set at 6 and a half. I'm I'm going to take the under just because you know as great of a college football coach as Urban Meyer is it's tough to go from college to the NFL especially with a rookie quarterback. I'm I'm going to take the under for for the Jags. Yeah, I'm on the under as well. I, I don't trust Urban. I think some of the quotes and and players are already having whispers coming out of camp that they're not happy with urban it's not good when you haven't even gotten to your first game of the season yet and obviously you know we like trevor everybody likes trevor but you know going from one win last year to seven wins to hit the over like that would be a huge jump for this team and yeah. i just don't i don't see him in it especially because when you look at who played quarterback last year with Minshew, i don't think Minshew's bad and so going He's from not. a decent quarterback to a good one you know because it's his rookie year i don't think that's a seven win jump so for me, yeah, I, I it's got not on that as well. And then finally, arguably the worst team in football, the Houston Texans. I'm I'm taking the under. I don't care if it's four and a half. I don't think this team's good enough to win five games. I, I took the so at first I was looking at it, I was like four and a half. It's like, man, can I really take the under on four and a half? Like how many teams it's really hard to only win four games. And I look at it last year, and six teams only won four games last year. And so it's like, yes, yes someone is going to only win four games or less. And if it's a team to do, it's probably the Texans. It's just a, a train wreck of a team. They, they might be a little bit better than we're expecting just because our expectations are that low uh, that, you know, they might win some games. We're like, oh, wow, you know, something's really happening here. But, no, they're, I, they're under. Yeah. AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs, 12 and a half. I, I took the over, not very confidently, just because I think that it's definitely fair to have some concerns about Kansas City this year, especially with the offensive line. There's been a lot of reshuffling of that, so we have to see how that meshes. At the end of the day, though, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Chandler Jones is still there, Tyron Matthews still there. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you in the uncertainty in taking the over. Um, when you look at the kind of sustain, sustained success that they've had, it's reasonable to think, you know, they might still be a great playoff team and win the Super Bowl, but not win 13 games in the regular season, right? Like that's an option for them. And yeah, I mean, they don't have a number two receiver, right? It's it's Hill and Kelsey and then Michael Hardman, maybe, Brian Pringle, Robinson. My you know, guy. Like, and so there's kind of a question there. I do think that CEH maybe takes a step up this year. But yeah, I mean, I, I go the over because you add an extra game. When I look around the AFC, it's like, okay, the Bills, yes. Browns, yes. But like, I don't, I just don't see how they lose, you know, five games to, to not hit this. Los Angeles Chargers. I, I took the over very quickly. I think this is going to be a good football team. Justin Herbert in year two, he's going to look good. Keenan Allen's a really, really good receiver. You know, we've talked about him before. He's like just below the level of elite, so we don't talk. So he's like we don't talk about him enough. But at the same time, you can't really talk a whole bunch about Keenan Allen. <laughs> uh, the defense should be good. You know, they got one of the best pass rushers in the league in Joey Bosa. I really like this Chargers team, so I, I took the over. Yeah, I'm with you. I took the over. I like Herbert a lot. I do think there might be 
I think we're expecting based on his rookie year just to be like a continued ascension. And I think he might not continue perfectly on that trajectory uh, this year, but yeah, being to bring in a new coach, which I think will help them a lot. Um, and so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I have the over on nine and a half. I felt pretty good about that one. The Las Vegas Raiders under not very hard, not very hard. <laughs> it's, you know, like, they're just a boring team that nobody really cares about, which is weird for a team that's in Vegas, where it's just like, ugh, the Raiders, or whatever, under. Dude, if they were good, they they would, they would, they could arguably be the NFL's best like attraction if they were, you know, a over five hundred team, but they're just not. They're just not, and I don't think they will be. Yep, D- Denver Broncos. I took the over here. I think that that's a really good defense. Vic Fangio, he's a great defensive mind. And them having Teddy Bridgewater in at quarterback, I think, is going to make a big difference. You know, Drew Locke, man, what a terrible take by me last year. <laughs> One of your worst misses. Yeah, that's that's a bad miss. And you know, with with Teddy Bridgewater there now, someone who's not who's not going to turn the ball over can make almost every throw. I think that they can definitely you know hit the over here. So everyone that I've listened to and read and looked at is with you on the over. And for a lot of teams, for, for a lot of people, like very confident in the over being like, Hey, this is the team that you need to bet on. Dude, I don't get it. Like I, 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 I do not understand the over on this. Like, yes, I get that they added Teddy Bridgewater. And I do think that's going to be an upgrade over Drew Locke. I was really out on him, but I don't understand how this team wins four more games than they did last year. Like they won five games last year and now they're going to win nine. Like that's almost like an 80% increase of how good you are as a team. Like I don't see it. Like I get the defense is good and Patrick Satan has looked amazing. And so you bring in Kyle Fuller. I do think their secondary is going to take a step up. I think your defense is going to take a step up, but when you're in that division, like you have to score points because it doesn't have any matter how good your defense is. The Chargers are going to put up points. The Chiefs are going to put up points. The Raiders are going to be there. And so having, a team with with Denver. I, I just everyone is on the over. I've heard everybody's explanations for it. I just don't see it. So for me, I'm I'm going under on the Broncos. Okay. That's that's fair. I just I don't know. It was also one of those things too, where looking at my numbers, I felt like I needed another over. And they were one of the last teams that I did. And and for me too, I think it's you know, it's kind of what you said. There's always a team that we hype and we maybe hype them a year early. Um, right. We did that with the Browns a few years ago where it's like, oh, the Browns. And then it was actually the year before that they, that they got there. And I think with the Broncos, we may be a year early because if, you know, if they get in Aaron Rodgers this offseason, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that team would be special. But with Teddy oh, Bridgewater, yeah. like, yes, he was good with the Panthers last year, but I think the Panthers offensive coordinator, I really, really like him. And so going from Joe Brady to, Dolphins coordinator in Denver, who I think is not very good, probably shouldn't have a job in the NFL. I I think he's going to suffer a lot. And, you know, some of the skill position guys there at at Denver are interesting, but not enough for me to trust them at all. So on the end on that. That's fair. That's fair. So NFC, do we, where do we want to start? Do we just want to get the NFC East out of the way? Sure. So the, the, I'll tell you now we can, let's do the NFC South last. Because that's the one that I really want to talk about. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. So NFC East, we'll start with your beloved Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Not my beloved. Don't don't say don't put them on me. <laughs> my beloved Cowboys. Get out of here. Uh, they're definitely not my but beloved Cowboys. I'll let you go first on this one. I, f- I feel like I've I've gone f- first for most of the time. So you, you 
I'll, I'll let you go first here. It's the under. Look, I think if this Thank you. team had any other name other than the Cowboys, the number's probably eight and a half, and maybe it's a little bit more interesting. But I think because they have the Cowboys label on them, they're given the nine and a half number, and that's just too much. Like, look, I think Dak is a very, very good quarterback. He's probably better than people give him credit for. That said, he's coming off an injury that we don't really know about. I think that receiving core is terrifying if you're a defense, what they're able to bring. And I think Zeke is still very good. I think the defense is atrocious, and I don't think their coach is very good. And Agree across the board. Right. And so as much as I like the offensive stuff, when you look at the offense of what they were doing last year before Dak got hurt, Dak was on pace to break the passing yard record by 1,000 yards last year, and they still were losing games. And so yep. <laughs> the question is not, is Dak going to be good enough? Is the offense going to be good enough? We don't have to worry about that. It's that even if they are that good, I don't think it matters, and I don't know if maybe it gets 10. Yeah, there's no way that they're getting to 10. Their only hope would be that they sweep their division, which could happen. That's that's a very possible thing. Like, that's six. But then, then they still got to find four more somewhere, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I've, I've got the under. The – oh, man. So, can, can I give you – okay. The Philadelphia Eagles are a sleeper team for the possible worst team in football. I, I, they, they're going to be absolutely terrible this year. Like, the, the over-under set at six and a half. I don't know why it said it's six and a half. I mean, like, Jalen Hurts year two, okay, maybe – are there odds somewhere for me to bet on Gardner Minshew being the starter by the end of the year? I'd be interested in, in seeing what those odds looked like. I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. It's a brand-new head coach. The defense isn't very good. They're, the offensive line doesn't seem like it's going to be very good. I Under, way under. I have them written as the over. And I don't feel – I mean, obviously, I don't feel great about it. I feel horrible. But I just okay. – I don't – I don't even really know why I have him in the over. I think part of the reason that I have him as the over is because of how little I like um, Carson Wentz and what he did for them last year. And look, they only had four wins. Let's so go to four to seven with Jalen Hurts. I do like Jalen Hurts probably more than most people. <sighs> Never mind. All right. I'm switching. You're going to flip it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, come on, man. You can't do that. Do you lose all credibility? <laughs> Under. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think Minshew comes in, and I do think Minshew is probably an upgrade over Jalen Hurts. And that said, I don't think that upgrade is very big. And so I yeah, agree. I don't see it. So the New York Giants at 7.5. This one was hard for me. Part part of it is because I've, I've, I'm still hold, I'm holding out a little bit of hope for, for Danny Dimes. If he can just, you know – I mean, hey. Hey, hold up, man. Hold up. He he showed flashes. They almost Dude, they almost made Dude, they almost made the playoffs last year. Okay, they they remind me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they they had such a similar not definitely not the same, very similar feel to the Miami Dolphins the year before where they were bad, but you could tell that they were well coached. I like Joe Judge. I think he's a good coach. With that being said, I am taking the under. I wasn't crazy enough to, to to take the over. But I like this is one of those where like if the Giants hit the over, I won't be able to say I told you so because I took the under, but I, I won't be surprised if 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 they do win eight games. 
Daniel Jones can't run in an open field without falling, nor can he hold on to a football. So, like, those are two pretty yeah. important things to do in the game of football. They if are. You at the quarterback position, then you're probably not going to be a very good team. They're the other. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the, Was- the Washington football team at eight and a half. I think we both have the over here, right? Because certainly not every team in the division is, is going to hit the under. That'd be wild. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> in the is going to have to win games. Uh, and it might as well be the the Washington football team. Yeah, you know they have they have that's that's the best coach in in, in the division. So yeah, that's why I'm taking them. Best coach, I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick is is an upgrade over the quarterback situation they had last year with Taylor Heineke and Alex Smith and um the other guy from Ohio State that oh Dwayne Haskins he. Yeah, he was awful. And that defense is very good. And so, like I said, the defense is, is going to have to win games. And so, might as well be the Washington football team. We'll take the over. For sure. Uh, we can go NFC West next. So, we can go. So, Cardinals, eight and a half. I'm going to take the under. I think they take a step back. I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, I feel like they should take a step forward, but I just can't. I can't take the over. I don't know why. Because like you know, they add JJ Watt. You know, they they do they do what they can to to beef in their defense. You think Kyler Murray would be better this year? I don't know. There's just there's something in me that's telling me that to to take the under here. This is a pure gut gut feeling. So I'm I'm from Lubbock, Texas. I'm riding with my guy Cliff Kingsbury. We're taking the over. At the end of last year, everybody's very very down on Kingsbury, which I get. Look, he's not a premier coach in the NFL, but. I remember everybody talking about how bad the Cardinals were and how bad of a coach he was and all that kind of stuff. But every year that he's been there, they have hit their over on, on what their over-unders were going to be. And they hit it last year. I do think that the, the, obviously the big downside is that division is terrifying. And so you're going to have losses within that division, especially when you had wins last year over the 49ers that aren't going to be there this year. And so I understand the hesitation with the Cardinals, but I do think that that defense is pretty good. And I think we probably underrate the defense because we think of Kingsbury as a spread out guy. We think of Texas tech and the defense is always bad. Yep. And look, I don't know how much JJ Watt is actually going to bring on the field. I think he's over the, over the hump a little bit there, but I do think he adds some experience in the locker room. What'll be helpful. They've got chance. Who's their other uh, defensive lineman? Um, I want to say Chandler Jones, but I don't, is it Chandler Jones? It is Chandler Jones, yeah. Having, you know, their, their defensive line is going to be pretty good. They're going to have some experience there. I do think Kyler Murray had some injury stuff that he was dealing with towards the back end of last year. I do think that he can take a step up and now his third year in the league and hopefully get to get to be doing some 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 fun stuff out in Arizona. And so I'm taking the over. Um, don't feel awesome about it, but in this thing where we have to take the over, I'm, or over under, I'm taking the over. The Los Angeles Rams. I'm taking the over. I think this one. This one was pretty easy for me. I think that even without, I think with Goff, the Rams could have gotten to nine or ten wins just because of you know Sean McVay and the genius that he is. But now you're giving me Matt Stafford. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take the over. Right, and they did. I mean, the the hesitation there. Look, they won ten games last year, and so it's like, are they going to be as good as they were last year? Probably, right? They were playing with Jared Goff and Jared Goff's backup last year at some points. And so when you add in Matt Stafford, I think that's a huge boost. Now, the worry is they did lose some talent on defense and they did lose their defensive coordinator. And so that's what made that team special. And if that's not there anymore, maybe take a step back, especially in that division as I think the 49ers get better this year. 
but yeah, I, I can't see them getting worse when you go from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. Like, I, I don't understand how that happened. So for me, that was an over and I didn't have to think about it. Too. I was really actually surprised by the number. I thought the number would be higher because of all the hype too. that the Rams have gotten this offseason. I thought the number would be higher just because people would want to bet it. So when I saw 10 and a half, I was like, oh, that's, a, that's an easy over for me. For sure. San Francisco 49ers at 10 and a half. I, I took the over here as well. You know, Shanahan is – he's slowly becoming my guy. Like, I think every year since he's been there, I've, I've taken the over. Obviously, Obviously I, I'm you, guy who has a podcast. you were right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves Shanahan. And, yeah, like, you know, you know, Sean McVay's never beaten Shanahan. He is winless against Shanahan, which is a crazy thought. My only concern with the 49ers is the quarterback situation. So, if you want to take the under just because – you don't trust Jimmy G, and Jimmy G is going to be Jimmy G, probably get hurt week seven or eight, and then you got to throw it to Trey Lance, who doesn't look ready. You know, if you wanted to take the under for that reason, I'd understand, but I'm I'm going to take the over. No, this was one of my easiest overs. Look, the 49ers, and I, and I was down on them last year, and all from the very beginning of the year, I was saying I did not think that they were going to be very good. They ended up being worse than any of us thought, really, but that was more injury stuff. The 49ers have had some of the worst injury luck in the last couple of years of any team in the NFL, and so – Maybe that means that they just have guys that are injury prone or are constantly going to be out, or maybe that means they've been super unlucky and this is the year that it finally turns around. If that's the case, and they have guys on the field, Shanahan has been able to, to do stuff. I mean, when you look at his win-loss percentage, when he, has, when he doesn't have um, Matt Ryan or Garoppolo, he's not very good. That said, no one is when they don't have their backup. But when he has his starting guy, the guy he wants in there, he has an incredible record. And so – he's taken both of those guys that he likes to start to the Super Bowl. So if those guys are there, even in a very tough division, I think the 49ers are going to be a really good team this year. And so for me, this was one of the easiest overs that I've had while I was off them last year. I'm really on them this year and think they're going to take a real step. Yeah, for sure. And then your guy, Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks set at nine and a half. This was, this was the easiest over for me. I, I I sat there. I looked. I was like nine and a half with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. And then I looked at their schedule. I think you know if they there's a like the ceiling here here is like thirteen or fourteen wins after after looking at their schedule. Like this was an easy over for me. So for me, I was over on the 49ers. I was over on the Cardinals. I was over on the Rams. Someone in this division has to be under. And for me, okay, it was yeah. Seattle. I, 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 right. For you yeah, as the Cardinals, right. for me to see out, someone has to be under this division. That you can't have. So, so you think? Teams. So you think that the Seahawks are going to finish last, or the tied division? with the Cardinals? Yeah, like, and 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 when you say it that way, it makes me feel way worse about it. <laughs> you said they're going to finish last in the division. I didn't think about it that way. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can still finish third and have a better. Uh, like if they beat the Cardinals twice, like head, like to head to head against the Cardinals, Cardinals or, something. or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, anyway. So yeah, third. Um, look, somebody has to go under. And for me, it was, it was the Seahawks. I think that, that this off season, I think because it's been a little bit in the past, we've forgotten about how kind of weird it was with them and Russ wanting out and then not wanting out and not wanting to be the bad guy. But I don't know, you know, it's always been weird with do you guys actually like playing with him or not? I'm not really sure. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I don't. I just think with all of the chaos that seemed to be in that organization for years now, and look, they've there were times where they were able to win in the midst of that chaos that was in that organization. But I think eventually that comes to the end of the road, and I think this year might be the year that it happens. 
especially with what happened last year where we saw at the beginning of the year they were letting Russ cook. They're letting him be special. And then all of a sudden it didn't go their way for a little bit and they pulled back on that. I think they're going to probably stay in that pulled back mindset this whole year. And so if you're not letting Russ be special, then I don't think you're going to win very many games. That's fair. That's fair. NFC North, right? Yeah, 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 North. Hold up. Okay, yeah, never mind. I was – we're good. Never mind. I, I, I had a brain fart. Green Bay Packers, 10.5. I'm taking the over. I don't care how much drama is going on there. You got Aaron Rodgers and a good coach. Yeah. That that one's not hard. Got, I got to, like, sort through. Okay. Um – the Detroit Lions, five and a half. I'm I'm taking the under. But you got any any other thoughts you want to add to that? I mean, Jared Goff with an unproven rookie head coach who talks like a WWE wrestler. I'm 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 gonna take now the under. Be eating kneecaps all year out here uh, with, with the Lions. Look, so when I'm I good. looked at this, I was like five and a half. The Lions were so bad last year that I thought Stafford had an injury and didn't play the year. And so I went, look, they didn't have Stafford last year, and they're about that number. Golf would be better than whatever backup they had. And then I looked it up, and Stafford played every game last year. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, that's how bad they were, that I thought he surely he wasn't there if they went 5-11. and 11. And so when I saw that Stafford was there and they went five wins, and now they're going to Jared Goff, and they have this coach who's an insane person, I was like, oh, absolutely not. No, they're the under. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I just I can't with the Lions. It's it's such so a shame. Bad that I forgot that one of the best quarterbacks in the league actually played last year. Like that's how bad they were. <laughs> Dude, we need to fix this whole Thanksgiving thing. I do not want to watch the Cowboys and the Lions play on Thanksgiving. I mean, just, I don't mind ruins, watching the Cowboys when, when they have the offensive <laughs> firepower they have fine, but like that's really fair. we just need to have them play each other and just get it out of the way early. Just play each other yeah, early. Really. Get it out of the way and then we'll get to see yeah. it again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Chicago Bears at seven and a half. This one was hard because I just I don't know when Justin Fields is going to become the starter, and so that's that's kind of I feel like what you're betting on because I feel like if if Justin Fields is the starter all year, I think that they have a a chance at winning eight games. But I don't know when he's going to be the starter, so I I, I took the under. I had no idea what to do with this number. I sat there and stared at it and I looked at it. The Bears won eight games last year. That's crazy. Like, yeah, I, I, and they they do have an upgraded quarterback, right? And, and with Andy Dalton, and look, yeah, I don't think Andy Dalton's gonna be good, but he's probably better than Trubisky. And then you bring Fields in, he's probably gonna be better than that. He is. But I just, I'm with you. I couldn't, I could not make myself look at the Bears and say yes, they're gonna go on the over. And so for me, yeah. I'm with you. They're on the under. Yeah. And then I'm blanking. Who's the last team in this division? The Vikings. Vikings at, at eight and a half. I'm taking the under. I just, I don't know. They, they've been on this steady decline down. I think that they continue to go down. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. I don't really think I need to say much else. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the under here. I, I have no faith in the Vikings whatsoever. Outside of Justin Jefferson putting up crazy numbers. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I have the... Um, under on the Vikings, um, I, I think they're just kind of a team. Um, and I, I kind of feel bad for them because I think what, the, what you have with Kirk Cousins is there's just kind of a ceiling on how good of a team you can be and also how much I can care about you if Kirk Cousins is your quarterback. I just don't. And so 
while Cousins is fine, he's a decent quarterback. He'll, you know, he's not going to win you games, but he's not going to lose you a ton either. Um, yeah. But yeah, when I look there, I just, I, I have to go under the mic. Yep. Totally agree. All right, man. This is the division that I've been excited to talk about because this one, every team, I was like, I don't know what to do with these numbers. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me talk you through Originally, what happened with me. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right, go ahead. So we're talking about the NFC South here. Yeah. I went yes. through yes. and gut reactions, you know, did my over-unders on, on every team. I got through about 17 teams, just gut reactions, how did I feel? And then I looked at it and realized I had the over on every single team in the NFC South and can defend it pretty what? confidently and have no idea. I can't, like, I'm like, this division is not that good. There's no way, like, I have to have some yeah. but I cannot decide who to go with the unders on. I had the over on every so- I think I flipped on every single one of these teams. <laughs> so I think I went through with, with, with my gut reactions. And I was like, I, I had the Buccaneers as the under. I was like, they're going to win right at 11. And I was like, no. It's like they're bringing all 22 guys back. There's no way that they're going under. I I, I got to take the over. And then I looked at the Panthers. And I was like, I've been on Sam Darnold from the start. I love Matt Rule. And I was like, I was like, I really want to pick the over, but I can't let like my love for Darnold get get in the way here. And I was, and then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna take the over here. And then I was looking at the Falcons. I was like, they're gonna put up a ton of points. I was like, the over, easy. And then I was like, there's no way that they're that they're gonna win eight games with a, with with a rookie head coach who is, I think, gonna end up being a good coach. And what I guess is gonna be a tough division, considering we've got the over on. I have got the over on the other three teams. I was like, I guess I got to take the under here. So, yeah. Um, and then the Saints, I went under, and I was like, man, like Jameis Winston, he did get LASIK. Um, it's Sean Payton. You know the defense is going to be good. <laughs> you know the defense is going to be good. It's been good these past few years. So I ended up t- taking the over there. I mean, it was it, this division's hard. All right, so let me talk you through this. So I went through, after I realized that I put – the over on every team in this division i went through team by team i was like okay who's going to be under and i started with the falcons because i had them in alphabetical order like you did so atlanta up top Falcons seven and a half right you bring in arthur smith who i think is going to be a really good coach especially offensively minded what we've kind of seen from them yeah. um i think that they're going to be fun and so all right you you bring him in you bring in a dynamic tight end you have uh a pretty good receiving core, even after losing Julio Jones. Like I think Calvin Ridley's- Ridley can play, man. Yeah. They have some number two guys that are going to be good. And Matt Ryan, I think we've kind of, because of how the Super Bowl went, I think we've probably started to underrate him and think like he's average. He's not average. He's, MVP. he's really good. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was with Kyle Shanahan. That said, I think Arthur Smith is also a very good, per- a very good offensive coordinator. So, I looked at them and I'm like, man, I, I feel good about the Falcons. Now that said, I felt good about the Falcons every year since they lost the Super Bowl, and it's bit me in the butt every year since then. But I was like, okay, take the over. Saints. I originally had the under, but I was like, here's the thing. I was like, oh, they lost Drew Brees. Drew Brees was not good. Like, I think Drew Brees was not good at the end of the year. And so, do I think James was going to be good? No, but I think he's probably going to be about the same as Drew Brees. And James can actually push the ball down the field. So, like, all right, yep. you have a guy that can actually spread the field a little bit. Um, you've had some receivers that look good in preseason. Now that's always probably overrate that you have Kamara. You have that defense. Like you talked about, okay, they have the over Panthers. I really like uh, Matt rule and I like Joe Brady and I like the, the steps that the team are taking. You get McCaffrey back this year. who you didn't have last year. 
you spend on the defense, like the spend on the defense. Okay, I think they hit the over. And then I was like, oh, I guess the next team I have to put the under. And then it was the Bucks, And I was like, well, dang, I can't put the Bucks under because I'm like you. They're bringing 22 <laughs> guys back. You have a whole season, yeah. all season of Tom Brady getting more familiar system. He's 44. Who cares? He's Tom Brady. So I have to have two unders in this division, I have decided arbitrarily. And so we got to figure out who are, who are my unders going to be? Uh, the Falcons, Saints, Panthers, and Bucks. I have no. So, okay, you, you've got to take the Falcons under. Because like you can say whatever you want about the offense, but the offense wasn't the problem last year. They they put up points last year, but they can't stop a nosebleed. Okay, they can't. They they can't stop anything. Okay, they're no like. All right, you gotta take the under. Fine, the you're right. I'll take the under on the Falcons. And then here's the thing: I really like the Panthers. I'll be honest; like I think the Panthers could make the playoffs. Like because you know there's there's always the team that makes the big jump. I think the Panthers are more than capable of doing that. But man, I really like the Saints too. And obviously, like, there's no way we're we're taking the under on the Bucks. Fine, I would go. So I'll I, go just, under, so I just Saints. I can't believe I'm going, you under, to I'm going under on Sean Payton and Bill Belichick. This is horrible. <laughs> do you do? <laughs> you can move it around somewhere else. Well, I've, I've no, got I'm I've got three over. You sure? doing it. Under on the Saints. Right. Under on the Falcons. Over Panthers. Bucks. Who are your your? your all right, tell me through yours first. So I feel like with all the stuff I talk about Miami, I feel like I had to lock them. So I I went ahead, I locked them in. Yeah, just because I felt like I had to, and then I had three other ones, and I ended up having to. I had one on the Seahawks, but ended up taking it off just because that division is really tough. So my other two locks, I actually locked the Falcons under because that that's going to be a tough division, and the defense is absolutely terrible and then i locked the green bay packers over so right now i have the bills and 49ers both the the overs on those i feel good about both those teams being able to get to at least 11 minutes the third one i don't really know what i want to do and originally i was like you i was going to take like the packers over um or the Dolphins over, but it's like, you know what? I don't want to have three overs just banking on like three great season wins. I want to, I want to be bold. Have an under in there. Yeah. Have an under, yeah. under. Yeah. Or sure. have For an sure. over on, on a team that maybe we're a little split on. So I have a proposition for you. Okay. You, you take two overs, whichever two are your favorite. And then we each take either the over or under, whichever one you feel more comfortable about, on the Ravens or the Browns, and we go the opposite on it. And we really put our money where our mouth is on those two. Ooh, okay, okay. So I keep I keep my over on, on either the, the Dolphins or, or the Packers. Okay, whichever one, whichever one you want. And then, okay. So I'll, I'm going to keep my over. Golly, that's hard. I'm, I'm going to keep it on the Packers. Okay, I think so you're over on the Packers and you're under on the Falcons you're keeping. Yeah. Okay. And then you, we said the Ravens and the Browns? The Ravens or the Browns. So here's what we can do. We can either pick you lock the Ravens over and I lock the Browns over, or we can say, like, I lock the Browns over, you lock the Browns under, or you lock the Ravens over, I lock the Ravens under. Whichever one you want to go with. I will I will let you decide how we're going to play Man, this out. I feel, like, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm robbing you blind. I feel like I'm robbing you blind if I make you take the Ravens under. I, I would feel absolutely terrible if I made you lock the Ravens under. So I'm I I won't make you do that. 
But at the same time, man, I really don't. I really don't want to take the Browns under because that's the one. You know, screw it, screw it. I'll take the, I'll take the Browns under. You'll lock the Browns under, and I'll let you take the the, the Browns over. All right. Yep, I'll lock it. Can't believe we're Golly, riding man. riding this on tough. the Browns. That's tough. That's okay though. I, I feel really good about my other two. So as soon as you mentioned the Ravens and Browns, I knew okay, we have to we have to have a battle between these two. But basically, we'll be locked into every game. We're so split on those. Yeah. Oh man, that was it's it's gonna be fun though. It's gonna be fun watching watching that division, watching the Browns. What a horrible team we picked. To, to be. What a quote. <laughs> What a quote. It's going to be a lot of fun watching the Browns. Yeah, it's going to be. It really might be, though. It really might be. Like, more so this year than it has been in years past. Yeah, so it, I have it should three be. Overs. I have three overs locked, and all of them are 10 and a half. I have the Bills over the Browns. Really? Over, really? over All of them are at 10 and a half wins. Golly. Yeah, well, my. Well, my. Well, I guess my. I mean, I've only locked one over. That's weird. I think last year I locked two overs and one under, and man, my but look, I, f- I feel great about about my Packers lock. I feel I feel pretty solid about my my Falcons lock. But man, that that Browns one's gonna suck. Here, here's the thing: eleven teams last year had ten or more wins, or eleven or more wins. Oh, eleven wow. teams got over the ten and a half win mark, and that was with one less game than we're gonna have this year. So. Even though I had three locked at ten, at ten and a half over, like I feel pretty good about that. Like we're gonna have teams yeah. up there, and and that win. We are. God, golly, dude, man, you just threw that stat out there. Now I'm like, do I really want to take the Browns under? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's good. Though. It's it's gonna be fun. I, I like how how we've got one team that's matched up because then we'll but definitely be paying super super close uh, attention to it. And so, real quickly before we go. I heard some absolute blasphemy, to quote Stephen A. Smith, on college game day on Saturday. Two two of the analysts picked Georgia to win the whole thing. The other two picked Oklahoma. And the, the Oklahoma pick, okay, that's fine. But you really want to sit here and tell me that none of those guys are going to pick Alabama? Look, it's it's I get it just from a – because I, I promise you if you corner them and you were like, look, your life is on the line they pick Alabama or they put Clemson. But when it's like, look, yeah. we just get tired of picking the same team year after year after year after year, and we just want it to be different. We hope it's going to be different, so we're going to pick somebody different. And just to try to stand out a little bit. So, yes, like – I get I, it. I, I, I saw that too. I promise you they don't actually believe that. Maybe one of them or two of them does. But there's no way that, they better not, that no one picks Alabama or Clemson out of – I would pick – I would pick Texas A&M before I pick Georgia. Yeah, I can get it. You know, but yeah, that's yeah. There's your your little short college football blip for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so we get we have any uh, today's the transfer deadline, European soccer. You got any any thoughts on all the deals that are happening across the pond? <laughs> so I went from thinking that Liverpool, I, I went from thinking that Jordan Henderson transferred away from Liverpool to Liverpool extending. Henderson. I don't remember. I, I could have sworn I read that. And I was watching them play Chelsea, and I was like, what? What is Henderson doing out there? Yeah, and that's your uh, that's your soccer half minute with uh, with John and Colt. Yeah. Um. So how how relieved are you that Ronaldo did not end up with Man City? All right, here's the deal. 
this was such an experience for me. So I've always been much more of a messy person than Ronaldo person. I say always. I've been same, into soccer same. for a year, but in that yeah, year, yeah. I've been more of a messy person than a Ronaldo person. And so when I heard the news that Ronaldo might be coming to City, I was like, absolutely not. I do not want to cheer for this guy. And then I started looking into it and I'm like, dude, this, and I'm like, he's old, he's 36. Like, I don't want him. Dude scores goals, man. Oh my gosh. Can he put the ball in the back of the net? And so, so good. as it was approaching, I was like, I'm going to hate rooting for him, but he's going to be so good. And like the one problem with City is we don't have that, that, you know, number nine kind of center yeah. of the attack. No striker. No yeah. striker. And so I was like, yeah. dude, if we get Ronaldo, it is going to be insane how many balls he puts in the back of the net. Like he's getting fed from De Bruyne and, and Grealish from the midfield. I was like, dude, this is going to be sick. And then he goes to United, and I'm like, oh, God, I finally talked myself into it. And now he's going to go to United. United is stacked because they bring in was, Green and they, they bring in Ronaldo. And I'm like, oh, my God, we have a four-horse race now for the yeah, Premier League yeah. title and the championship. And I'm like, now, not only what's worse than watching someone you don't like score for your team is watching someone you don't like score for oh, yeah. your team. And now I'm going to have to watch that at least twice a year. Oh, that's, that's right. And, and, dude, I was fully prepared to fork out however much money it was to buy and send you a, a, a Ronaldo jersey. I was so ready. That was definitely in the plans. <laughs> and the thing is, is when he's banging in goals in the Champions League final and they win the Champions League final for City, I would have been rocking that shirt like nobody's business and would have loved it. But oh, you would have. You would have across, sure, he went across sure. United. Oh, man. Yep, so there's your two and a half minutes of European soccer because <laughs> that's, that's what you come here for. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you, Colt. <laughs> thank you for taking an hour out of your day to come, to come on and do this. Yeah, man. Uh, it's always fun. Come on and do this. What we're going to have to do at the end of the year, because, you know, we're gonna, we, we always do a recap show. I say always. We've done it once. At the end of the year where we go back through our unders and over, see what hit and whatnot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say now we need to keep a running tally, one of who wins each year, but also, like, total number, how many you won last year, how many you got right. And then we'll add this year's to it. And just every year that we do this, we'll just have a longer and longer tally. We, of, we can keep uh, adding. Right. That'll be fun. I'm 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 here for that. I can go back and find my old my old word document. Golly. But yeah, sounds good. All right. Thank you again. Um go Liverpool. <laughs> I'll see you, buddy. Thanks for having me. See you, bro. See you. Thank you guys so much for listening. You know, if you want to hear more from me, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I guess. I'm never really on there, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully I'll be back again Friday with another episode. We'll see, though. The, the, the schedule's always, always changing. So, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Shooting the Schmidt. Shooting the Schmidt.